Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm the one who told Elaine, don't say goodbye. I'm John. <laughs> Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from a movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week, on the podcast, is Tony's pick. Birds! It's my birthday! It's my birthday! This is our last Elaine's birthday pick. Yep. Closing it out. <laughs> How long is that? It's, it's, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ten seconds? <laughs> Just seems longer. I Killed Giants 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's uh, an hour 46 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually say that. Well, it's that damn minute that pisses me off again. Uh-huh. Should be an hour 45 minutes. <laughs> But uh, I got 77% on IMDb, 6.2 on, or 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. 77? 66.2 on IMDb. It wow. seems like people enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it seems perfectly Those appreciated. Who saw it. People enjoyed it. it nobody saw it, though. <laughs> it, it cost $15 million. It made $342,000. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't even so. cover Image and Poots. No. I didn't even know it was a thing. No. All right. That was in the theaters? Yeah, it was in a uh, small... Clearly a limited yeah. release. They're yeah, like, yeah, we'll very limited. Wow. This seems like the kind of movie they made just to, you know, balance the budget against Avengers or something. <laughs> or like, like um, maybe... we're going to have... Oh, a shitload of taxes on Avengers. We'll just pump something out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I killed Giants. Do we know oh, if it, Was it in a film festival? It seems like something that you'd find at con. I think it was, but I don't know. Honestly. He didn't look it up that much. Uh, it was written by Joe Kelly. Mm-hmm. He has written a lot of uh, animated cartoons... Like, he did Ben 10, Avengers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. It's directed by Anders Walter. Uh, mm-hmm. This is his first major credit. We saw they did a bunch of shorts. Yeah. A lot of shorts, I think, a couple music videos. But where you start. At but. the Buff International Film Festival, this won the best children's film. This was a children's What? <laughs> At the what? Oh, I'm sorry. What music festival? The Buff International. Uh-huh. There were six guys there. Children's <laughs> film? Yeah, this is a kid's movie. You didn't know that? <laughs> Pretty much every single fucking critical review has to do with how this is a great movie to show children. It's not. If they're battling emotional things. It's not. Because <laughs> this is, hey, you know what? You're having emotional problems? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Keep your thoughts till the end, sir. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Starring Madison Wolf. Who? She was in Joy, the TV show Zoo. Who? And True Detective. Madison Wolf. Who? Nobody. Barbara. You watched True Detective, didn't Which you? Which True Detective? The first season. She's a little kid. Oh, she was um, Woody Harrelson's daughter. Yeah. Yes, she was. <laughs> Joy was and a by movie. And she, so was in it as it? she was in the background. Joy, Joy was a movie you would not have seen. No. Uh, Zoe Saladane. Never heard of her. What she be? Saldana. Saldana, sorry. Saladane? I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> You're thinking of Saladine. Saladine. <laughs> He added word letters that wasn't even there. If you were just sounding it out and wanted to be as white as possible, you would have said Saldana. Zoe Salamander. She is a welcome Zoe back to the Saldana. podcast. Yeah, she's been in the, the two she's biggest movies ever. Losers. Yes. She's in a lot of Marvel films. Yeah. 
as in the two biggest grossing movies of all time. Yeah, she's in both of those. This and she was her, in Pirates. Avatar this, and Avengers. This and makes Pirates. This makes and her Pirates. third comic book franchise. Hmm. This is not a comic book. It was based on a comic book, I thought. Yeah, a graphic novel. A graphic novel, That's yes. It's not a comic book. It's a graphic novel. And also returning to the podcast. What is the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel? Explain to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, also returning, Imogen Poots. And you know how much this podcast roots for the Poots. Yes. Woo She was in Green Room and Fright Night. That's it. <laughs> She's got like 40 actors. But she I was know. badass. Yes. yes. Oh. I would tell you, she can act. She's cool. <laughs> she was good as Karen. <laughs> and underutilized. Reviews. Mm-hmm. First one is from Sid Miller. Decent acting, terrible story. This movie starts out with an interesting premise, but turns into a bunch of nonsense. The whole time you wait and wait for the cl- for the climax, and the storyline refuses to confirm or deny what's actually happening. <laughs> Provides very weak explanations throughout, while boring you to death with this girl's <laughs> school problems, while also barely providing any backstory. It's basically nonstop emotions from all characters just bouncing between pissed and sad. It's not worth it. <laughs> Two out of ten. Now, Tony told me, I'm sorry to interrupt. Tony no, told me that if I, I had watched the preview, which I did not, that it made it seem like she was just this badass, just killing giants left and right. <laughs> so I, I imagine if I watched the preview and then I watched this movie. You might be upset. I might be upset. <laughs> it's a bit different. <laughs> the other one's from, wow, this guy's social security number in it. <laughs> Kirby Lee seventy five nine nine five two six one seven nine. Hopefully, has a phone number or something. <laughs> Try that number, friends, and see what happens. Um, one of the great joys of watching movies is to find a movie that you're not quite sure what to expect from and discover it to be a gem. It doesn't happen often. You either read something about it and a friend tells you about it, or you just come across it and maybe you see an interesting trailer. Um, goes on. Such was the case for me with this movie. I killed giants. He gave it 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. So, he stumbled upon it, and it was a jam. We're about 10 minutes into this movie, and I get on the IMDb, and I'm reading You're the cheating? reviews. And, no, we're 10 minutes into this film, and me and John are sitting there, and I start looking through the reviews. And there was a reviewer that says, not, and he gave it a 10 out of 10, and the, like the little blurb that it shows before you click on it said, not since, oh, what was it? What was the movie? Oh, my God. You should probably look it up. John, but you know what I mean. I don't. No, because it was... Oh, man, that stupid movie with Tyler Durden. Oh, Not Since Fight... It said Not Since Fight Club has a movie... movie. (laughs) Has a movie been so fantastic, this movie will change the world. Wow. Wow. Also, also, there is no such movie um, that is a stupid movie with Tyler Durden. There's no such thing as a stupid movie with Tyler Durden. It's just never been created. There's an amazing film. Yeah, there's an amazing film. It's not amazing. It's super duper. It does not hold up. It does. Amazing. It's also a movie about mental illness. His name is Robert Paulson. It is a movie about mental illness. <laughs> Which it's a much better movie about mental illness. Is it? As a matter of fact, can we just do Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think going in, Carly? I thought. Um, I think we should watch Fight Club. Tony <laughs> said he really likes this movie, so let's watch it. All right. That's all you thought. I didn't know what it was about at all, except for per- potentially killing giants. <laughs> John. I thought I've never even heard of this, but Imogen Poots, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Lane. I thought Tony said 
he thinks I'm really going to love this movie. So I think it's going to be really good because he knows what kind of movies I like. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> what she thinks is that this is my last day on the podcast. <laughs> Save all my thoughts get and comments until the end. <laughs> mm. All right, no. so you I really want to know what Carly thinks top, of this movie ain't before. ain't going to top Willow. You ain't topping that. My, I'm like super intrigued by whether Carly Yay Nazer may base this. Well, right. it's a Tony movie, so we should be done here in about 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a Tony birthday. I'm almost movie. done. It's just this. We <laughs> <laughs> have a paragraph. Summary. Barbara Thorson's a young independent teenager who lives with her brother and, and supported by her older sister, Karen. Poots. Barbara has created a fantasy world inspired by her love of Dungeons and & Dragons and the career of former Phillies pitcher Harry Kubaleski. Leaving the giants from another world are coming to attack her hometown. She spends her days creating weapons and traps to fend off the creatures. The end. So what did you think? I thought the fact that she had a a brother was fictitious and he was a figment of their imagination because they just forget this kid exists. Yeah, they do. We actually talked about that after um, the movie. It's like the brother in Happy Days. Like um, uh, Richie Cunningham had a brother. Mm -hmm. And then they just stopped mentioning him. They do that. And he was just gone. Poor kid. Mm-hmm. They erased him from existence. Mm-hmm. So the movie opens on Barbara. Uh, she's riding her bike towards the woods, uh, towing a little wagon full of junk. She hops off her bike. She picks up a rock, uh, mushroom and scrapes the moss off of it, collects it, and puts it in a bottle. She has glitter and looks like fruit punch Talking. and a single gold gummy bear. She I was like, that was like a gummy bear, Tony goes. Because it is. <laughs> it looked, immediately, I was like, magic potion. <laughs> what kind of potions do you make? Don't have gummy bears on it. Wait, what? <laughs> All and it's them? obviously a good potion, a potion for good, because there's a gummy bear and glitter in it, and you don't put that in an evil potion. <laughs> Where did she get the recipe? She made it herself. Mm, trial and error. Divine inspiration from the <clears throat> spirits. Oh, you want a mission from God? <laughs> no, I said spirits. 200 miles, Chicago. Uh, tank of gas and half pack of cigarettes. My eyes itch. She's, she's literally itching her eyeballs. That's weird. She seals the lid with a cork and shakes the bottle mixing the potion. In the distance we hear loud footfalls approach and Barbara hides behind a tree peeking at the forest ahead. Barbara leaves uh, from that and goes from tree to tree marking them with little with the little red potion as we hear the thumping gets louder and louder. Kind of looks like jam. No, it's got to be jelly because jam doesn't move like that. <laughs> wow. I don't think you're ready for this uh, jelly. Broke Carly. Broke Carly. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. It's just it's a saying. It's just funny. <laughs> you're the jam in my jelly roll. Or tell him he's the jam in my jelly roll. <laughs> that's from Lethal Weapon 3. Yes, it is. She watches from a distance as a large tree hand comes, smears the juice, and seems to... The juice whatever it is, jelly, jam, and it seems to taste it. Red viscous fluid. It's bait juice. She says in her na- notebook, it's clearly bait juice. Bait <laughs> juice. So back at her hideout, Barbara has a notebook where she keeps recipes for different potions, and uh, it says their types of bait. She pulls out a heart purse and uh, sprinkles glitter on it and kisses it. She says, long be unbroken, and blows the glitter off. And then we get the title card. I killed giants. Barbara lives with her older sister, Karen, the poots, <laughs> at a seaside home. Inside, Barbara looks to be playing D&D by herself. I don't yeah. know. 
Well, Can you play D&D by yourself? Which they have this in this one scene, but it never comes back, so what the fuck is the point of this scene? So you know I this is full of shit, the homework. It the could movie? be theater of the mind, and she's just like playing chess with herself, you know? Like, she's just the different people. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, so Poots is, is cooking and uh, talking on the phone with her friend. She's cooking by, like, pouring ketchup in the pan. <laughs> it's like she's making sloppy jokes. You know what it looked like to me? Remember the movie Gone in 60 Seconds? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen yeah. this. <laughs> Remember when Giovanni Ribisi's making um, his brother something to eat? The eggs. Nicholas Cage, and he's just throwing random shit in there, and he's like, oh, I'm holding beer. Put some beer in there. Like he was making eggs. Marble Man. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. It looks like Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe. Yeah. So in the living room. Lunch Lady Land. Adam Sandler? Nothing? Really? Tony? No. Yes, I know the song. Okay, thank you. In the living room, three boys are playing a video game. Uh, one of them's her brother Dave, maybe. Uh, Barbara <laughs> might, I might not exist Dave, now. She's got a lot of brothers, but Tony's like, those are her brother's friends. <laughs> Barbara says they should try something with a little more imagination. She says uh, she has a good beginner dungeon that they could try, but they blow her off and call her a nerd queen. Yeah, um, whoever plays D and D, nerd. <laughs> because it's a first-person shooter video game, uh, it's mostly laser gunfire and blasts and explosions. It's very Boring. loud. Very loud and annoying to Barbara. Boring. So she rolls a d20 across the table. It comes up a four, and the TV goes black. But then we see that she has pulled the power cord, saying they failed their saving throw. It's a blackout spell. Yeah. Well, she did say something about saving electricity, and a couple times they mention not using electricity. In the beginning, I thought, are we in some dystopian universe and there's limited electricity? <laughs> <laughs> there was limited electricity, but not playing That's Call true. of Duty. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. As the movie goes on, I feel like the scene feels very disjointed because, mm-hmm. like, the brother has his friends over, which seems strange. Mm-hmm. She's playing D&D, which never comes back. She's also making a big deal about being in the dining room and the rest of the fucking movie she hides in the motherfucking basement. <laughs> it's really weird. The boys. Agreed. Maybe they just wanted us to know she has a family. <laughs> well, that's true. The boys are obviously pissed, but uh, Poots says dinner's ready, so the game was over anyway. Dave grabs Barbara's dice, slams it into the pan of whatever the food is, and uh, that Poots just sat down on the table. Dave's friend gets mad because his parents are vegan. They <laughs> <laughs> like, wanted some meat. <laughs> Barbara cool, pulls the cake to dice out of the pan and goes outside to sit by herself. Poots comes out and sits near her, says, Look, I'll play your dragon game or whatever it is you ask me, if you ask me to. Barbara scoffs at this and seems interested in the idea, but Poots uh, gets a phone call and leaves. Barbara's sad, but pulls out a foldable telescope. I don't know what to call it. I call it a telescope. It's rather steam. It's a spyglass and yeah. homemade It's a really glass. awesome yes. spyglass. I don't know how awesome it is. It's awesome. It shows you giants. <laughs> that's true and whatever it is that's in the ocean uh-huh something's in that ocean uh, again it looks like something that would she be made uh, kraken mm. crackalackin a megalodon uh she seems to there's make there's no dongs in this movie no, megalodon you didn't hear me we don't speak english mm-hmm. did i say dong uh, you did <laughs> she seems to make things out of junk and wears rabbit ears all the time yeah, what the... Then they never mention why she wears rabbit Yes, they do. Because she's weird. Her friend Sophia asks her, or Sophia, when she enters the movie, and she says it's an homage to her spirit animal. 
The bunny rabbit. <laughs> I don't remember that. It happens. We'll, we'll get to it. No, don't you worry. Thanks. I appreciate that. We're breaking this movie down. Like a shotgun. She sees in the ocean a large dark swell is apparently approaching. She adjusts the periscope and looks again, but it's gone now. By the way, I just quoted SWAT. If you want to know, uh, go back and listen to our SWAT episode. That does not feature Carly. Nope. <laughs> Inside, Poots is talking to Dave. Uh, she wants him to obviously be nicer to her sis- to his sister. Um, it's obvious that Barbara lives in her own little world, so maybe Dave spending some time with her would be a good thing. But downstairs, uh, Barbara hears this conversation and goes to her room. Well, this her, is when I put the code basement. captions on because I need subtitles. I could not hear any of that conversation. <laughs> on the walls, we see a Phillies pennant, and uh, under it is a glove and a ball. Uh, Barbara's sewing something together and listening to a tape deck recording of what I, use, I assume is an old game, mm-hmm. old baseball mm-hmm. game. It's Kowalewski. When uh, she picks, pricks her finger, she smears the blood inside the little purse. Uh, she's making and seems to do some kind of like incantation or something. Uh, something about the blood gods, spirits of the twelve, Lamagra. <laughs> no. Sounds like a vampire wiped his ass with it. <laughs> something about the power of her enemy, using the power of her enemies against them. So that's the next morning. She collects some of the uneaten food in the con- in a container and hangs it onto a telephone pole up high. Another type of bait, I guess. This is creepy. Why? Mm-hmm. I'm sure animals will go and get the food. No mm-hmm. problem. Then she goes to an old train yard and paints runes on the side of rusted train cars while uh, and while the paint's wet, she throws glitter on it. Back at her hideout... Hoe dust, we call it. For <laughs> <laughs> show dust. Because if you go out and you come back with, with glitter on you, where'd you get it from? <coughs> the fighting, fighting giants. Fighting giants, that's right. Okay. So next time, fellas, listen to me. When you, next time you come home and your lady's like, why is there glitter all over you? be like, I was fighting giants. There you go. She's going to be like, what? And then then after she's hitting you, show her this movie. (laughs) Boom, fighting giants. You don't even know what kind of world you're living in. And then then pull out your hammer. Because that's how you fight giants with a hammer. is your penis. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mom. Um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Good show. I love it. Back at her hideout, we see she has a checklist of all the places... um, she does these rituals to safeguard everyone. Uh, Barbara goes outside to do something when she bumps into another young girl. Her name is Sophia. She just moved there and is looking for a friend. Sophia asks what's with the bunny ears. Barbara says they are a tribute to her animal spirit. Before Barbara leaves, she says uh, Sophia has a pretty name and she likes the girl's British accent. I remember that. She's super weird to Sophia, too. Like, Sophia keeps asking her questions, and she's just ignoring her and being like, get away from me. Like, this kid's complaining that no one's ever around, but now we have her sister offering to play with her. Yeah, she has this chip on her shoulder, like she's a loner. But is no she one's complaining? Be... Yes. I'm ever here. And everybody who comes near her wants to hang out, she's like, fuck off. Well, she says, later on to the psychiatrist, she says that um, I'm... I'm sort of mean to people that are stupider than me, and everybody's sort of stupider than me. <laughs> so yeah. she, uh, I she can't knows, stand people like that. She knows she's an a hole. Yeah, people who think they're smarter, buddy. I don't get the impression <laughs> she's complaining about it. Eh. No, she just wants people to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. One side, Poots is on the phone with her boss. It seems she's been missing work a lot while trying to take care of the family, and boss man is trying to be delicate while maybe firing her. 
maybe trying to talk to her or about telling her she's gonna get yeah. fired if she doesn't Barbara, seems like he says can't your can't your sister and your brother help Barbara watches Which, again they're like can't your sister help and she's like no she's a kid but Dave I know Dave I was like okay how old is she she has to be in middle school because if she were in high school she'd be on the same bus as her brother who's clearly yeah. older than her <laughs> yeah. and I mean, why the fuck isn't he doing anything I just smacked the shit out of that kid <laughs> why doesn't he fight the giants Poor Imogen Poops is so put upon in this movie, and that dude is playing video games? That's <laughs> when you go, hell no! Hell to the no, no, no. I stop kicking his ass out the day he turns 18, or he can support the family. <laughs> Get out there start that, seems harsh. Helping. that seems harsh for the problems his family is going through. But you need to be helping. Car- but I'm just saying, your ass is I'm just saying this screenplay out. keeps forgetting about fucking Dave. Uh, yeah, whoever wrote the movie, she Dave's... Did. Didn't need to be there. When they were shooting the movie, cut Dave out. They don't need Dave. They could have cut Dave Other don't. than that one At scene all. where it's like, you didn't save your blackout for your throw yeah. thing. Yeah, which is yeah. stupid which because is it doesn't come back. Which yeah. doesn't need to be in the movie anyway. Nope. We don't need a Dave. Dave could totally be cut from the movie. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck Dave. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Dave's my least favorite character. <laughs> Dave isn't even a character. He's barely a tertiary actor. I'll have to go to my actual least favorite character. We'll get to that. I well, know. Barbara sees the uh, conversation that Poots is having on the phone, uh, and then Poots hangs up and starts to cry. So then next day we cut to Barbara out. Yes. Oh, oh she's yawning. yawning. We cut, <laughs> yes. We cut to That's Barbara. Foreshadowing. <laughs> we cut to Barbara outside looking at a large flock of birds. They form into runes, um, or maybe kanji. Kanji. I don't know. I it's think runes. In her telescope. The trivia kanji. says it's runes. Okay. Well, there you go. When Sophia uh, steps into view, it's like, hey. It startles Barb off of her feet. Can I look too? Sophia looks through it and sees the birds too. She thinks it's cool. Barbara says it's a bad omen. If you like, ba- she's like, sure. If you like bad omens. <laughs> School bus pulls up. Sophia asks to sit next to Barb, but she says no. Well, she doesn't say no. She well, just gets she on said, the bus and doesn't sit next yeah. to her. She said, "You're literally the only kid I know in America." <laughs> oh my God! I felt so bad for this poor kid, and then dipshit's like, nope. <laughs> Came and sit with the poor kid. Nope. She wants to be left alone. You know, I'm not much for punching little kids. <laughs> oh, that's I'm, not true. I'm, that's <laughs> <laughs> so at school, Barb has set up protection rooms and grigri bags all over. She walks the halls, counting them to make sure that they're all intact. She gets to the 34th and 35th when a teacher, Miss. Molly? Is it Molly? Good golly, Miss Molly. Something weird. It was like It was Molly or Malay or something. Miss Malay. That's Zoe Saldana. Did I get it? You can just call her Gamora. Alright. No! Stop (laughs) typecasting. Sees her and uh, follows her. But Barb goes into the bathroom. That's apparently where number 39 was. And it's tampered with. And Uh, there's like big old cockroaches coming out. Yeah. Of a hole next to it. Yeah, I don't it's know why a, she's so worried about a little hole. Doesn't she have to worry about giants? It's They're like not fitting a, through it's there. It's like a vent. But how does it like, do with the giants? It's, I don't know. It doesn't make any of the sense, you know, because well, giants are really not small. We don't really know how she <laughs> also <name>. is looking <laughs> out for omens, and I imagine a bunch of big giant bugs coming out next to one of your runes. Or probably not good. Maybe if it's like some sort of protective spell over the school so that kids don't get murdered by giants... And the protective circle's been broken, and that's how the nasty bugs are getting in. 
Right. Elaine goes deep with her magic. <laughs> Elaine can make shit up just off the cuff there. If this was a movie about magic, the gathering <laughs> cool. So Barb leaves and Miss Gamora Miss Gamora checks it out. Miss Moulet. The lunch Barb sits by herself, a pack of mean girls come up and harass her. Barb yeah. spits on the leader. Yes, she does. Taylor. I spit at you. <laughs> Three. <laughs> when Elaine gets mad, or she makes me mad, I do that. I'm like, I spit at you. I do it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she really spat on that girl. That's fucked up. She deserved a punch in the face. You're like, I'm not much of a punch of little kids. Well, but that's not what I thought. Now, heard. look. The bully comes up and says, this is my table. You owe me a toll. And puts her hands out. And she spits in her hand. It's not like she spits in her face. She and spits in like, her hand. I owe you shit. This is not still. your table. No, this is like, that's all I got. <laughs> and then she says, keep the change. It's pretty awesome. It's I mean, it's fucking hardcore. It's like she's. It's what every kid ever wanted to say to anybody. Yes. But at the same time, ew, you spell on me, and she just wipes it on on one of her sidekick's arm. See, I wouldn't think when you guys were in school, they always had the one kid that would walk around the the lunchroom asking people for change. Like, yeah, we got we got a nickel. Let me get a quarter. No. Do you ever have those? No. Yeah, I would have, like, a friend be like, oh, man, I'm a dime short for an ice cream. And you'd be like, here's a dime. But I never, there was not. There was always, a, like, a kid or two that in, in my senior year it was my stepbrother. I'm like, really? <laughs> you, I know you get money, you cheap little fucker. <laughs> like, he's like, hey, no, let me get a quarter. I'm like, fuck you. I know <laughs> you have money in your room. We got the same amount this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no kid in my school that did that. Nor was there a kid that was a bully that made you pay them to move. Now, I'll be honest and tell you that I was a military housing kid and we were in the best school district at the time in the city and one of the wealthiest. So we were the poor kids. Nobody's coming to our table looking for money. There might have been kids in the school doing that, but they weren't coming to my table. <laughs> don't, don't ask the poor kids. Well, either way. These are kids that rode up to prom on their boats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the leader chick... I'm going to prom on my boat. You want to go to prom, dear? I'll take you to prom. <laughs> Grown-up prom? Grown-up prom. The school prom the year I graduated was at where I got married. <laughs> people got married at and the place where we had our prom. people on their boats. <laughs> people got married at the place where we had our prom. It was really nice. <laughs> Addison Oaks. <laughs> the Lesnar. I know I had a prom. I know I went there. Hmm. But I don't know where it was. My prom was at Edison Oaks. A prom was always at Edison Oaks. Everybody's fucking prom was at Edison Oaks. Their ring dance, my junior year, was at Botanical Garden. <laughs> we went into Manhattan. That was not in my wedding budget. <laughs> hey, you know what else isn't important? Any of this. Go. I'm just so the leader, saying, nobody the leader was asking shit. the poor kids for the money. I don't know if that was a thing or I don't not. Know how, <laughs> I don't know how we got there. <laughs> the leader chick snatches, our, snatches Barbara up and is going to beat her up. Uh, another teacher steps in and calls out Barbara, saying, Miss Malloy wants to see her. Uh, the leader... Uh, then they start making fun of her. Because yeah. everybody knows that this is the school psychiatrist. She's a crazy chick. And she's just been called out for the whole cafeteria. You get to go see the psychiatrist. Yeah, and she says, have fun, have fun with the shrink, psycho. And uh, Sophia sees all of this. In the office, we find... Uh, Zoe is a school psychiatrist. Zeldana. Zeldana. <laughs> she tries to make a connection with Barb through conversation, but Barbara pretty much tells her no thanks and walks out the door. But before she leaves, 
She says, next time, why don't you skywrite when you're calling me to, to the psychiatrist? <laughs> might be less embarrassing. And she's like, why? I just told her. She's like, let's save it. Like, apparently, she just asked the teacher to be like, can you go get her discreet like? And that lady walked in the room and was like, Barbara! <laughs> Barb goes to get a drink from the water fountain, and the mean girl pack snatches her up again. The barber threatens her back. I'll do things to you that will make God cry. But this time, Sophia gets the principal, and the bullies are punished. On the way home, Sophia says, it was cool how Barb stood up to the bully. Her name's Taylor. Swift? No. No. Oh. Because uh, <laughs> maybe now they got bad blood. It used to be mad blood. <laughs> I wish that song didn't jump in my head when you said that. Uh, Barbara points out, uh, well, you got... What did she say? You got she's to like, go you to stood principal. up to her, too. And she's like, no, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> and then she says, she's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, she's going to kill me now. Barbara says, it'll be fine. All bullies are the same. You stand up to them and they crumble. Just like giants. Yeah, also not true. What, giants or bullies? Yes. Oh. Well, in this movie, the bully keeps coming back, so that didn't work. Yeah. And so did the giants. <laughs> Sophia's like, giants, huh? And Barbara brings her to her sanctuary and her shows her clubhouse. all her trinkets and runes and notebooks and potions. Barbara explains to Sophia all about the giants of the world. They come from Mir. He's over 30 feet tall. Frost giants have hair of living ice. Use human kidneys to garnish their food. Storm giants will wipe out whole towns of people and replace them with puppets made of vines. Mountain giants bathe in children's blood and sing shepherd songs. Giants tend to be followed by tiny creatures called harbringers who like to watch the mayhem. The really bad ones, the titans, are super huge. They have hearts of black opal and they, their laugh can boil the blood in your body. I, their eyes that make, make, can make the sun go out. Sophia is obviously unnerved by all this talk, mm -hmm. but Barbara puts her at ease. Don't worry, she says. No one has seen a Titan in recorded history. They go outside. Which, if no one's seen one in recorded history, then how is it ever recorded? <laughs> <laughs> because she's full of, what's the word? Poop. I was going to say shit, but so <laughs> It's a kid's the dookie. Movie, oh, dookie. There you go. Doop, 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 dookie. Sorry. They go outside and Barbara's... I've been drinking quaaludes all day. Changing out her traps. They don't even make quaaludes. <laughs> that's true. The, the guys in the... Drink? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. They're pills. <laughs> so, yeah. In the 70s and 80s, they took all the quaaludes and that was There's it. There's They don't make any more. Nope. I think... Uh, what's his name? Jordan uh, Belfort from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. The he got the one. last one. He got the last one. <laughs> he took it in 1993. They go outside, Barbara's changing out her traps, bait, repellent, all that stuff. And she tells Sophia that when giants attack, most people just say it's an earthquake or tornado. But if you know where to look, you can see the omens and know the truth. And luckily, she knows where to look. So Barbara asks, Barbara asks her, have you ever lost a dog? She's like, they don't just do big things either. They do little things. And yeah. we just write it off. Have you ever had a dog? Sophia says, <laughs> yeah. Barbara goes, well, that was probably a giant. And Sophia's like, she's like, did it die? Yeah. Got hit by a car. It's like, no, that was a giant. She's like, no, it was my daddy. He ran it over. <laughs> Backed over with his car. It's like, just like, we oh, saw it. It's like, lucky. oh. Lucky. <laughs> oh, lucky. Like, here's my thing. When people say shit like that, yeah, okay, same place for like aliens. Like, why do aliens always find the one guy by himself in the middle of a fucking cornfield? <laughs> um, if they were giants, you can't fucking miss them. They're goddamn giants. Especially with everyone having a camera on their phone. Right. 
and if one of them's lap boils children's blood or some shit, um, <laughs> Even you would notice point, though, a bunch of kids missing, and there's a big giant. Blood. <laughs> even at this point, we don't know that people don't believe in giants. Yeah, even at this point in the movie, we don't know like when it takes place. It could be in some weird alternate timeline <laughs> where giants are real, and like. You know, the beach is deserted and she has her little clubhouse thing Honestly, on the beach. You don't know if giants are real or fake for the majority of this movie. Yeah. But, like, it could be some sort of. All right, well, if giants were real, she wouldn't be telling this kid about them for the first time. No, I don't know. The kid know. would probably Maybe know they about it. Maybe England. they don't have giants in England, well, but they do in the U.S. I guarantee they would know about them because it would make. It's the same, would, same reason aliens only come to the U.S. Right. It's giants come to the U.S. Never heard about They would make the news. Aliens land in... It would get over to jolly old England, and you know where you wouldn't move? Where there's fucking giants. (laughs) Well, maybe the jolly old English are like, those Americans are crazy. (laughs) Well, Sophia says, okay, well, what if a giant does come? Barbara says, well, that's where I come in. I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants. She pulls up her purse from her earlier. Inside this modest sheath slumbers the finest warhammer ever made. Thundermaker, Lightbringer. Forged from a fragment of bone from the jaw of Ur himself. One perfect stripe, strike will topple, topple even the tallest giant. Naturally, Sophia wants to see it, but Barbara says no, you can only bring it out when duty calls. Sophia asks, what is Kovaleski? Did you laugh she said duty? <laughs> Having a Wreck-It Ralph what flashback. Are you drink? <laughs> Tequila. Tequila. Okay, okay, then that makes sense. Duty said calls. duty. Aha, uh-huh. Lane's drinking. You know what that means? <laughs> She's going to pass out at about 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> I do that even when I'm not drinking. <laughs> it's bedtime. 8.15. <laughs> so on the bag is the name Kovaleski. And uh, and Sophia's like, what is that? And Barbara says, weapons of renown have to have a name. Barbara begins to explain what Kovaleski is. was a baseball player from the Phillies. But she sees off in the distance, in the ocean, the dark swells returned, and she starts to run. Sophia tries to help, but Barb says, no, you don't want to get close to me. Everyone that does gets hurt. Barbara jumps on her bike and heads to the train yard. She uses her tele- or spyglass and looks around. She sees movement in the trees and hears a loud thumping of feet. She sets up a series of rope traps and places the bait. Then she runs and hides. Tree-like giant looks at the bait, but Barbara slips and makes a loud noise. Then the giant starts to chase her. She jumps on her bike and hauls ass. Uh, we see she's luring it to a large rope trap, but on the way she hits a rock wrong and gets launched into a muddy puddle, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Barb crawls out and continues to try to lure the giant to her trap, but the monster doesn't follow her and just leaves. Which it was chasing her, so why doesn't it follow her? <laughs> Maybe it heard another noise. I don't know. How would a giant not be able to catch a fucking kid on a bicycle? Barb runs back to the bed. Maybe they're pretty slow. To the bar cave. Bad knees. (laughs) A lot of pressure on the joints. And updates her notes. The trap failed. And they can disguise themselves as trees. I need more runes. She's scribbling scribbling furiously, and she hears a voice call out Barbara. She tries to ignore it, but can't. It's, she goes back into the house. It's a creepy-ass voice. Barbara. Creepy, whispery, hissing. Yeah. And she goes out by the Red stairwell. Rum. And she sees all these, like, spines, almost, of shadows. 
like Ryuk in the. Like <laughs> <laughs> somebody wrote her name in the Death Note. Hadouken. Rude-like tentacles climb across the walls and toward a collection of family pictures. You know what? I we could have solved this when we get a little book, write the giant's names down in there and how they die. Boom, done. Credits. <laughs> well, she'd have to get the book. He's not giving it up. <laughs> well, I can't remember his name, but he's not giving it up. <laughs> we should watch that. Death Note. We should watch that again. It was a good one. It was yeah. a good one. The next day, Barbara is in class and gets a note from the teacher to go see... Gamora. <laughs> I'm like, what are we calling this bitch? No skywriting this time, it says on the note. They talk, and Barb says she made a friend. Her name is Sophia. Uh, Gamora asks if Barbara has any other friends. Barbara's a bit of an elitist. Most kids only care about what who's on TV and what shoes you wear. They're dumb. Um, she asks about Karen, her sister. Barb instantly gets angered. Family is strike two. She begins I do like she has a strike system. She's like, no, you can't ask me about that. Strike one. You can't ask me about that strike two. She begins to leave. I don't know why, but I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, she begins I to like leave. That. I had the opposite effect. Like, mm, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> think about yourself. I, I had to go to therapy when I was a teenager, and I didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> like, you're a teenager. Why should I talk to you? Why shouldn't you? Also, a child psychiatrist can tell your parents everything you tell them. So <laughs> Doctor, no, not when you're a child. <laughs> Why should I talk to you? <laughs> so Gamora apologizes and calms her down by uh, taking turns sharing histories. She says she used to work in finance but left because she wanted to help people. Oh, she said she was the manager of a hedge fund. She's Which, like, the kind that hurt people or help people. She was like, I wasn't sure. Yeah. That's Which means she made fucking money, money. She was getting close to fuck you money. That's yeah. a lot. That's Gordon Gecko, baby. <laughs> um, you do know who Gordon Gecko is, don't you, love? Yes. Okay. Because if somebody asked me about the Wall Street movie, that's the one I think of. <laughs> yes. And I haven't seen Wall Street. either of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gamora says she wants she wanted to help people. Barb says, well, she saved the whole town a bunch of times, and that's saving people. Yeah, because um, she's like, tell me when, this is really small scale, you're just helping one or two people, yeah. but talk to me when you've saved whole towns. She says, if you want to know about me, just read my file. And uh, Gamora looks through her incredibly thick file, and Barbara writes, or draws something, then tears it off out of her notebook and eats it. Barbara. She's delicious. Like, she's like, I have a file. And she's like, I know, but I wanted to talk to you without reading the file. And she's like, just read the file. <laughs> Barbara and Sophia hang out at the beach lair, and we see that Barbara's training her and even drew a picture of them fighting giants together. Sophia smiles, seemingly just happy to have made a friend. Later... Later in the gym, later in gym, Sophia and Barbara are talking while the gym teacher is dividing up teams. We find out Barbara's last name is Thorson. The gym teacher wants to do some baseball. Barbara refuses. Sophia says, "I thought you liked baseball. You have a Kovaleski on. You have Kovaleski on your purse." And the gym teacher hears that and says, "Kovaleski, wow, that's an old name. You must have some big Phillies fans at your home, huh?" Yeah, that's some obscure baseball trivia. So Barb does what she does anytime someone tries to reach out to her. She attacks. She asks the teacher if her job is pointless or just utterly worthless. 
and is sent to the principal's office. Ms. Malloy sees all this and looks at some of the giant pictures that Barbara has drawn and they put into her file. Yeah, the poor gym teacher. I felt bad for the gym teacher. The first time Miss Malloy asked her, she saw the name on her purse, and she was like, I don't know what that means. What does it mean? And now she knows what it means. <laughs> At the principal's office, she gives him a bunch of shit, and he suspends her. He doesn't seem to have, care about any of this. As she walks the hall, she sees Sophia, uh, has snuck a note into her jacket, asks if they're still friends, and because she told about Kovaleski. A check yes or no. Yeah. Barbara smiles at it and goes to put it the note in, into her purse, but light shoots out of it. And, and the she's like, oh, dark. shit, I can't open it. <laughs> she had to open her sacred satchel. satchel. The sheath. It's a mighty sheath. can't be putting stuff in there. It's only for Kovaleski. It's fire. not like it's a fucking heart-shaped <laughs> pocketbook. <laughs> the halls all go dark and the fire alarm blares, and then she's kind of snapped out of all this. She runs outside. Sophia follows her, asking if she got her note. Sophia also yells that there's still three periods left, so you can't just go leave. Barb turns around and says, there are times in your life where you have to ask yourself if you are a coward or a warrior. Sophia closes the door. Barbara runs up to the window and slams the note against the glass, and we can see that Barb marked, yes, we are friends with a bolt of lightning. And then Sophia goes with her. Yeah, Sophia smiles, and they run into the woods together. Barb checks the bait she set, and it's empty. Bats fly overhead. Barb notices that the second bait hasn't been touched, though. Barb touches it with a long stick, and a huge collection of junk tied to into a net swings over, crashing into the tree. Which, how did one little kid set that shit up? Yeah, it's pretty, it looked pretty heavy. She That's some predator-level traps. She's got a lot of free time. <laughs> Sophia sees this and says, look, giants aren't real. To which Barb says, then why are you sweating? Which is a good line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barb says something had to, something have, had to have caught the giant's eye to pull it away from the bait trap. And they walk past a large road that a semi flies past and see a dead baby deer. Barbara's like, "What? Well, that's what. That's why he didn't go for the bait. He saw the day of the deer and went after the deer." Barbara checks the dead deer with a stick. Sophia's Sophia, like, "I don't like this." <laughs> she gets grossed out and runs away. Yeah, because it's icky and creepy and weird. And why are you stabbing a dead deer? That's just weird. She wanted to know how much of it the giant ate. <laughs> why is everything giant? Then uh, the harbingers show up appear. One says, "What good are you against giants? A dim-witted forest one, a dim-fitted, dim-witted forest giant has baffled you twice. You're just a child. You're so weak." We cut to Sophia getting off the bus. Barbara appears and asks if Sophia has wood in her garage. Barbara has made protection runes on stakes and placed them in Sophia's yard. Then she needs Sophia's blood to finish the incantation. Sophia has all kinds of worried about that, but <laughs> Barb puts her at uh, ease. Barb gets the blood, and they both say the words of some spell or whatever the same one from before about your enemies using your enemies strength against barb wipes the blood on the stake back in barbara's room the baseball uh recording is playing she writes in her notebook how sophia is safe now when karen comes down she tells barb that her baseball tapes are too loud and she should go to bed barbara does an impromptu puppet show parodying karen karen's job problems and Karen makes Karen laugh. Karen explains that she's trying to reach Barbara, but it's very hard. 
And she's like, maybe I could just talk to my sister. And Barbara doesn't do anything. Like she just ignores her. Yeah. The next day, Miss uh, Malay has Barb in Malay. <laughs> whatever her name is. <laughs> next day, Gamora has Barb in her office again, and she says she wants to try a game. Barb is obviously hesitant about this, but she says it'll put uh, put her neck on the line to keep her out of a suspension. Um, so they do a word association. Uh, Miss Malloy gets to baseball. It triggers Barbara severely. She gets flashes of light, different parts of her life, I guess, and the walls start to close in. The sounds get all muffled. Uh, but Gamora keeps pushing until Barbara stands up and st- strikes her across the face and then runs. Once gone, Gamora sees that Barbara has uh, drawn an evil-looking giant and written, He's coming, on a piece of paper. In class, Barbara is chanting in her mind and going through all sorts of mental flashes. In the background, Sophie's trying to talk to her, but Barb can't even hear her. See, she's just mean. She's just mean. This little she's thing. having a breakdown. Right she's here. having a breakdown. She can't hear her. She just wants a friend. She just wants a friend. <laughs> she continues in this daze all the way home. Baseball, Kogaleski, back and forth until Sophia grabs her shoulder. But Barb decks her. And then, <laughs> and then immediately feels <laughs> no, bad because she didn't know it was Sophie. Uh, but Barb decks her. But the bully crew is there too and they laugh. Sophia runs home. Nice one, psycho, Taylor says. Barbara's like, oh, no, wait, sorry, I didn't mean it. At home, Dave is playing video games again, and Poots is making dinner, um, and then blows up at Barbara for hitting a teacher. Well, like you do. Yeah. She's like, sorry, dinner's late. My day got interrupted when I had to talk to the teacher because you hit her. (laughs) Poots asks, what the fuck? She's all like, I mean, we all have bad days. (laughs) She's like, you hit a teacher. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, um, you do that in the real world, you end up in jail. And she's freaking out. She's like, I'm really trying here, Barbara. Why are you trying to ruin my life? She says she's trying to... She's like, you're not even my fucking kid. (laughs) She can't deal with Dave being lazy and Barbara being crazy. Barb freaks out and runs runs out the door. She's like, you don't know what I've done for you. And Barbara's like, you don't know what I've done for you either. And she's like, what? (laughs) It's like, I've been killing giants. She's like, oh, yeah, I've been paying the fucking bills. (laughs) (laughs) And cooking dinner and keeping the house clean. And I'm fucking 19 years old. I don't know how. She can't be that old. but I thought she was between 22 and 25. Yeah, so she's young. I was thinking 21, 22. She's (laughs) not of an age where she should be taking care of a family and stuff. (laughs) Poor poots. First Nazi punks, now this. <laughs> vampire neighbors. I mean, yeah, she's, vampire she's neighbors, Nazi punks, and now this. <laughs> like, I don't feel like she's got to be that much older than Barbara and Dave. And she's probably didn't get to go to college because of the family stuff. So Yeah, she's, so she's just stuck like Chuck. At school, Sophia is looking at her bruised eye in the bathroom mirror when the mean girls come in. Taylor tries to manipulate Sophia into betraying Barbara. Taylor says the only way to help a crazy person is to expose their crazy to everyone. So if Sophia tells Taylor some of Barbara's secret crazy stuff, Taylor will tell Sophia apparently about her big secret that Barbara doesn't tell anybody. Barbara goes to see Gamora. She asks Barbara about the giants. Barbara wants to know why she's not in huge trouble. Miss Malloy says, well, I can excuse it one time. Let me talk about giants. Barbara explains how they are evil, they take, they are hate, they get very upset while 
she gets very upset while explaining this. Uh, Gamora's starting to put it all together that Barbara's giants are not some silly game or fantasy that she's latched onto because of boredom or because she's an outcast. It's a defense mechanism manifesting in her to pro- in a protection from psychological trauma she's having. Uh, it centers around her bag Kovaleski. If she does everything right, she focuses and concentrates. She can stop death from occurring, is what she says. Uh, Gamora gets it now and asks to see the bag, but she looks out the window and sees Sophia and the mean girls are running from the school, and so she chases after them. They all meet at the beach, but the bullies start tearing and messing up all of Barbara's stuff. The traps. Barbara says if they don't stop, she'll kill them. Mm-hmm. Taylor says Sophia told them all about her her traps and stuff. And Sophia's like, you said you weren't going to mess anything up. You just wanted to see it. Yeah. But they're like destroying her whole little yeah. clubhouse hideout. They go full Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barbara says Sophie will get hers, but for now it's time for Kovaleski to come out. The three girls move on her. And she pulls out Thundermaker but it's just a jawbone attached to a stick. <laughs> and she doesn't understand. No, what did she say? Oh, no. She's like, what happened to it? Taylor and her crew beat Barbara unconscious. Barbara wakes up in, yeah, her, in her bed. That, and, they went a little bit too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara wakes up in her bed, and it's her real bed. Not the barb cave, not the basement hideout. The barb cave? Yeah, it's her but little upstairs hideout. at her house. Yeah, but her actual bed. And she's like, why did you bring me up here? Never bring me upstairs. Never do I go upstairs. <laughs> she sees Sophia in you the hall. You can see the dust on her nightstand. <laughs> sees Sophia in the hall and is upset about what... That Sophia's upset about what she sees in front of her. Barbara, Barbara starts panicking. She does not want to be upstairs. Sophia runs and drops yeah, the Sophia glass. Yeah, Sophia drops the glass. She sees something at the top of the steps, drops the glass... And Barbara shuts the door to the room that Sophia saw in. And you're like, what the fuck is in there? <laughs> you can see Barbara tries to sneak downstairs without the great evil hearing her. Whatever but she did step on the broken glass, which no one fucking cleaned up. <laughs> I'm sure the poots had to Poor clean it Karen. up. Poor <laughs> Karen. upon Karen comes home from work and finds fucking broken glass. What if Dave wasn't wearing shoes? Then fuck, fuck Dave. Dave. <laughs> no. What if Dave wasn't wearing shoes and got a piece of glass stuck in his foot and then Karen had to take Dave to the ER <laughs> and now all of a sudden poor Poots has got to care for mom the kids and fucked up Dave <laughs> it's not fair how much are you going to put on poor Poots it's not fair <laughs> about mom she's just one Poots that's why so, we root for the Poots here so Barbara goes to see Gamora um, and now she's upset she Carly's says, laughing <laughs> she says she says please help me something is wrong with me she goes to her house yeah, that's yeah. right. She goes to her house. I'm and sorry. she says, I'm sorry, but something about the internet. She's like, in this day and age, I, I know where everybody lives. <laughs> or you can those, find everybody out. Everybody knows where everybody lives. lives. Yeah. You see that Gamora has a husband and a little baby girl, and she tries to introduce them all. And but did, you hear, did you see what the baby's name was? What? Did you catch it? Anybody catch it? Mm-hmm. It was Groot. <laughs> but uh, she tries to introduce them all, but Barbara freaks out and runs. Your baby. So she comes saying, "Mommy, come to mommy. Yeah. Mommy's here. Mommy's here." And Barbara says, "Your baby will die because everyone dies." Her husband's That's, like, "The fuck did Barbara she says, say?" What? <laughs> like Barbara her father's like, "She's like, I'm about to punt this kid." <laughs> and he's like, when he first opens the door and sees her, he's like, "Oh, did you get get astray?" Like he's gonna be a cool dude who understands about his wife's new job, and but then she's like, "Your baby will die." And he's like, like, "What?" And she's like, "Come in," and you know he's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> like fuck that." 
It's like, I'm not much for punching kids. However. <laughs> um, the next day, Sophia rides the bus to school. She looks around for Barb, but Barb's not there. There's, there is no Barb, only Zool. Right. We saw Barbara, see Barbara at the train yard making steaks. She's upset because the giant's, the giant death won't come and fight her. And she starts to cry. So we got the impression when she pulled Kovaleski out of her purse and it didn't do anything. And then she woke up upstairs in her house. Like, something is go Like, she's spiraling. <clears throat> and she goes oh. to Miss Malay's house and she seems really upset. And she's definitely spiraling. Then we see her, like, making steaks. Yeah. Like. Well, when Kovaleski was not awesome, I think she felt like she broke... I thought she broke the magic because she was going to put something in her purse like it was a fucking purse. <laughs> so she broke her yes. own delusion. Yes. And then when she was trying to find... And then she couldn't get back into it. Mm-hmm. But the delusion is what keeps her safe. Yeah. And she's desperate to get Kovaleski to work again. And, uh, so Sophia goes to see Gamora. She's, she's going crazy. She's spiraling. She's desperate. Things are tense. And then together <laughs> they go both see the Poots. Poots because she ex- didn't go to school. Poots explains that she's doing her best, but she doesn't know if she can hold everything together. At first, Poots is like, I put her on the bus every morning. I get her ready for school. Well, maybe I don't. Well, maybe it's been like a week. I'm falling apart on Poots. <laughs> <laughs> can't help me. <laughs> She's like, I have to leave before she gets on the bus, but I do make her lunch, and I do make sure she's awake. Sophia goes to Barb's hideout and uh, looks through her stuff. She finds out that Barb's obsession with Kovaleski is from her mother. Barbara and her mother used to read, I think they used to read articles together and stuff Listen about. Listen to baseball games. Yeah, because yeah, the tape isn't just like an old radio broadcast. It's her and her mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She finds a picture she, of Barbara yeah, and her mom. Yeah, she sees the picture and she drew the giant face over. Over top of it. Um, they have pic- they, the picture is them at a baseball game. Sophia finds a receipt for a game store and says maybe she's there and runs over there and she is there. Barbara says that she doesn't, that she wants Sophia to go to hell and have her skin burned off. That's pretty harsh. Well, yeah. It is. <laughs> Barbara feels betrayed, and her warhammer is broken now. Sophia said she was she was scared, and and she, you know why didn't she tell her about her mother? But we can't. But Barbara can't even hear the word mother, and flips the table over and leaves. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, as she comes in, Barbara's like, "So and so lets <clears throat> me be here." So said I, I could use the table. Yeah. So then how does she repay so-and-so? By flipping it, making a mess, and walking out. Yeah. What a little shit. <laughs> She's going to I'm not much stuff. for punching. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not much for punching little kids, no. but... But... Uh, I mean, this little kid needs a smack. I don't think that would do anything. It might put her right back on me. Like, hey! Uh, no. Uh, no, no, when you're reset. hysterical, no. sharp smack across the face. But she's not just hysterical. She's no. You should have to see I Kill Giants Part 2. So, John, I smack kids. So, John, <laughs> whereas you can't put yourself in the character, we can fully see that Carly has immersed herself in Barbara's life and sees everything from Barbara's perspective. Well, 
because the problem just, is, is that someone... I feel someone, like she's got some problems that we can't just be like, smack her around, it'll be okay. <laughs> no, because what, you, serious. what you should have actually done is they need to be have been challenging her delusion from fucking Well, we still don't street. know it's a delusion, though. Yeah. Oh, we don't know that. We oh, still yes, don't we know that. It wouldn't be a dystopian it's, universe where there's giants. It's, <laughs> to- it's totally fake. Now, anyway, these evil harbingers catch her in the alley. <laughs> and they start to explain to her that she's pathetic. If she wants to kill a giant, it's waiting at the edge of the forest. So go. Barbara goes to the train yard. She jumps on the train, and it's slowly destroyed and attacked by the uh, another by a fucking giant, giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, cr- it catches the train starts to smash it she escapes um we see runes. all of her runes shine with the glitter yeah. <laughs> well they're all covered up and then she pulls it yeah, all off and they glow and, and she does something with electricity Did you say the glow they've got that glow you feel the glow like she lets her oh, soul glow like um the last dragon Oh, no. She lets her soul go back to that episode two <laughs> for that. So the the runes power up and blind the giant, I guess, or something, or drive it away, and it walks into power lines and gets fried. The runes turn black, and Sophia appears. And the fucking train is on fire. Nobody seems to notice that this train is on fire. Where is the outcry when the half the woods catch on fire? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know that this is an old, unused train station, like Still a train graveyard. Fire! But, but yeah, there is the woods right there. Yeah. And Sophia's like, what happened? And Barbara's like, well, I saved everybody. And just fucking cool guy walks away from a fucking <laughs> fire! Giant really hunters does. don't look at explosions. <laughs> See, this is... So she just, you know, they sheed their hammer and they walk mm-hmm. away. Which is why it's still like, is there a fucking giant? Is there not a fucking giant? <laughs> I had no doubt there was no giants at this point. So we need to challenge Now, now I wish there were. <laughs> I had zero doubt. So back at the basement, I kept Barbara, hoping it was real giants. Barbara writes in her journal, "She's killed a tree giant. Why won't uh, Why won't Kovaleski return to her? She's proven her strength now. Yeah, she just killed another giant. Poots is looking for Barbara and uh, finds a note saying she's going to school early and to take care of some things, but a large storm is coming." Poots calls Gamora. Apparently, Barb set this up a uh, large display at Taylor's locker to embarrass her. Uh, but still, her Warhammer won't return. Gamora drives around looking for Barb, and finally, she finds her. Barbara's on a beach putting uh, wards and spells and whatever together she can to fight the last giant, and Molly finally cuts through all the shit. Look, your mom wants to see you. This makes Barb have a bit of a psychotic break. She kind of mumbles about the giant, but grows confused as the reality seems to slip in. Look, your mother's dying, and Barbara pushes pushes Miss Gamora down and runs. Taylor goes and destroys uh, Barbara's barb cave. She's a fucking axe. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gave the bully an axe. It's not an axe. Not a great it's call. a hatchet. <laughs> no, that's an axe, No, sir. it's a hatchet. It's an axe. How big is it? It has like a ha- foot and a half long thing. It's, it's an a, axe. It's a hatchet. It's small. It's an axe. It's an axe. <laughs> it's an axe. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let me ask you. I kept expecting fucking Barbara to take this axe to Taylor. Whoa. Oh. That would have that made us west. I'd like, she said uh, before, I will kill you. I yeah, thought she was going to hit Taylor with the axe because the axe falls in. And then the, the last scene is Barbara in a straitjacket. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Needy from Jennifer's body. <laughs> Um, 
So Barbara stands on the beach, screams at the storm, I hate you. Sophia, Sophia was hurt by Taylor, um, and Barbara double down, doubles down on her fantasy world now. She tells Sophia to hide. She'll face the Titan alone. She's like, look, if you can't fight, you need to hide. Yeah. Monster rises from the ocean and smashes the lifeguard tower. It's a Titan! Barbara's on. Uh, she makes a reflex save, though, and she's fine. <laughs> the monster continues to attack, just missing her each time. Then that's when her purse glows. She reaches in and unsheathes Thundermaker Lightbringer. She screams, you will not harm my mother. You can't have her. I'm not here for her. <laughs> this <laughs> this Titan reminded me so much of a Transformer in the Transformers movies. <laughs> this Titan is rad, and I wish he would hang out in my backyard. <laughs> what? So. He's nice. He didn't kill her. So she jumps and smashes a Titan in the face one hit um he's lying on the beach breathing heavy then the titan sits up and looks at barb barb says i beat you so my mom gets to live now because i beat you the titans sorry i can't read my he's the like titan look speaks. i didn't come for your mom i came for you yeah um, she's confused he fought with honor but i did not come for you i did not come for her i came for you and uh barbara <laughs> <clears throat> Barbara stands up broken and confused, but I beat you. The Titan says, I know, child, I know. Barbara says, so I can't save her? The giant shakes his head, no. He goes, then finish it, Barbara yells. The monster snatches her up and goes to eat her, but Barbara smashes it in the side of the face. It collapses into the water. Barbara and the monster both begin to sink into the deep water. The Titan says, <coughs> sorry, my throat. <laughs> Titan says that, um, you, ha you have to live in this world because all things that live in this world die. That's why you must find joy in living while the time is yours and not fear the end. If you deny this, you're denying yourself life. But embrace it, little one, can you embrace it? At that, Barbara fights and swims to the shore. She's, <clears throat> it says, you're stronger than you think. And I kind of get the feeling that that's all the shit that the Titan's saying to her might be something that her mom has said to her, maybe. Um. But, I got that. <clears throat> but now the storm's gone, and the barb cave and everything around it is destroyed by the storm, by that storm, and the jawbone washes up to the shore. Inside, Barbara and Sophia hold hands as she finds the courage to go say goodbye to her mother. She walks. Go see her mother. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> she walks in and lays down in bed with her. They talk and cuddle. Her mother says she's so happy to see her, and. And she starts to cry, and they cry together. And Barbara says, I'm sorry. <clears throat> we cut to much later. <laughs> Barbara's in class. She's dressed normal now. It's the next year. So summer has happened, and it's the next... They're back. They're coming back from the next school, from summer vacation. Yes. Because mm -hmm. the teacher gives the old, what do you do over summer vacation? <laughs> <laughs> um, she seems to be okay now. Uh, Gamora comes in to get her because her mother's actually dying now, dying. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has to go. And we cut to the funeral. Barbara and Poots hug. And, and they ignore poor Dave, <laughs> whose mom is also dead. I didn't see Dave Poot, there. He was <laughs> right. No, there's Dave and I Barbara and the Poots. It goes Dave, and the Barbara, kid from the Poots. Iron Man 3. Yeah. And Dave is just sitting there looking all sad. And the Poots puts her arm around Barbara and they walk away. Fucking Dave! <laughs> So then Barbara places Kovaleski on her mother's coffin. She doesn't need him anymore. 
That night, Barbara wakes up and goes to her mom's room. She looks outside in the ocean, sees the Titan. She says, thank you. I'm going to be okay. And he's, uh, we all will, and we're stronger than we think. The Titan, night, <clears throat> the Titan nods and walks off, and then Barbara sleeps in her mother's bed. The end. So what would you think about Carly? <gasps> Me? Yeah. I'm going first. Let's I know, I always go first. Good. I'm you really, want to go first, John? <laughs> no. I'm really intrigued on what Carly thought. <laughs> yeah, I know what I thought. I probably should have had me go last. <laughs> wow. My favorite character was Sophia. My least favorite character was the bully, Taylor. My favorite scene... Hmm? I think this is what her name was. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My favorite scene is the beach scene with the Titan. At the end? At the end. Mm. Not the end end. The but killing the Titan. The, the killing of the Titan. Yeah. Even though she didn't kill the Titan. My well, she must remember the Titans. My favorite line was when she spit on the bully. She said, you owe me a toll. She holds her hand out. She spits on it and says to keep the change. That was mine. And then she <laughs> says, you think it's funny to spit on people? And she's like, not ha-ha funny, but existentially, yes. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object was the table that she knocks over at the gaming store. Because... That was like a fun table to play D&D on. <laughs> yeah, it was until Barbara flipped it over. <laughs> John? Lots of terrain. He's she didn't give her yay nay or me. Sorry, I thought you said no. <laughs> wow, okay. He's like, I just assume it's an A. No, I liked it. I <laughs> That's what I thought. It was a yay or a maybe? It's a yay. I liked it. Oh, there you go. You get it. It's a drama movie. <laughs> it's a drama. Oh, Good. it's my turn. Uh, my favorite character, surprise, Imogen Poots. <laughs> Karen. 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 Uh, my least favorite character, Barbara, who is just out there and doesn't listen to anybody because, you know, she just made it up in her mind and that's the way it is. She's Which, not... I, I get purposely it. doing it. <laughs> I get it, but there's no one. She's not accepting it. People are trying to help her and talk to her, and she's, you know, I know better, and I know the magic of giants. But mm-hmm. you know, you got to challenge the delusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite line was the same on Carly's. So I'm just, I'm still gonna go with it because she did the whole thing. I'm just gonna do keep the change. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is on the beach where she's like, "I'm gonna kill you." And pulls out the hammer, and she's like, uh-oh, what happened? And the girl punches her in the face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing none of your kids have emotional Objects. problems. <laughs> My favorite object is the actual um, Kobolaski, like when she when pulls the real one out. It yeah, actually like, comes out. Yeah, that the light hammer thunderbringer? Yeah, that thing's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> the light hammer thunderbringer? That thing must have been heavy. She's swinging it around. <laughs> I wasn't terribly balanced like Mjolnir. So, uh, and what else? Favorite? Tertiary objects. I did, you that. did that. That's everything. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to nay this. <laughs> <laughs> I told Tony, I said, if John does anything but nay this, it's just because you picked it. Because there's no reason <laughs> in the world for John to like this movie. <laughs> and the reason I nay it is for all the things Carly just said. He got so <laughs> angry. <laughs> You know, if there were actual giants and she was fighting actual giants from, like, Jump Street, I'd be good. It would have been a great movie. She's fighting giants. Cool. But they, they were, all the clues were there right away that the giants were just fake, and they let it go. 
<laughs> and that bugged me because you got to challenge those delusions right away. Well, that's what Amanda, our roommate, said. She was like, why wasn't she, like, institutionalized? And I said, look, the poots was trying hard enough. She, this was all she could do. <laughs> I don't think she was institutionalized. She's not that bad. If she'd have actually killed those kids, then, yes, she'd have been institutionalized. But she was like, that why wasn't she getting more help? I'm like, the poots doesn't have time for this. Her psychiatrist got a sandwich to make. Her psychiatrist wasn't, didn't have enough authority or wasn't good enough to help her. Here's their dad. Dead. Um, all right, so that's mine. Actually, I do think that maybe her dad was dead, and that's one of the reasons why she was so desperately clinging to trying to yeah. find a way like to save her mom. I mean, because yeah. otherwise, the dad's a real big piece of shit because he's just not around. Mm. Okay. My favorite <laughs> character is Sophia. The Poots. Right. She's a dick. That's not, no, no. It's not the Poots. It's Sophia's the friend. Funny. <laughs> it's Sophia funny is. because the whole time Barbara is like calling, calling people coward and being all brave, but Sophia is the bravest character in this movie. <laughs> she can't, she, she picked the crazy kid as her friend and stuck by her and constantly. And just trying to help her. And being brave. <laughs> like she's going to teach her. She's trying to go to get her help. She's, doing all of those things that you think that you would do but most people are too afraid to do mm -hmm. and she really is the brave one my least favorite character is barbara <laughs> i just she's very annoying and there's very Not few likable things about her now i don't hate her She's and she obviously has a lot of problems <laughs> but at the same time the character isn't sympathetic so i don't like her I don't think most middle schoolers are sympathetic. No. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know. There's I another movie about giants. The little giants, if you will. <laughs> Those characters were of the middle school age in Icebox. I supported Icebox. I don't know. I've seen the Captain Underpants movie. That was pretty good. And Diary the of Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. Those are all great. And I know this is a serious drama and not a comedy, but... <laughs> little Giants was 100% drama. All right. My favorite scene is when um, she fights the titan on the beach my favorite line is ever lose a dog yeah I got hit by a car probably not probably oars divorce for a giant no my dad backed over it lucky it's, just so, it's so fucking mean and funny um, and my favorite tertiary object is the yellow raincoat it gets mean without intention. She's not and trying to be mean. She just... <laughs> I love Sophia's yellow raincoat. I've always wanted one of those. I still don't really know how I feel about this movie. On the one hand, Tony kept saying he thought I would really like it, which is confusing to me. I was me confused, like, why? Because well, boring dramas is not something we enjoy. <laughs> I thought you would like... But... Because it... I, I don't know. It touched me at the end. I did, I but like, like that cause it, it was so crying. boring and so annoying, and then I started crying. <laughs> and I was so, and when Barbara ran away, I was so concerned. <laughs> What's going to happen? Oh, my God, is she going to drown? Like... I thought that would you would like, which that. is what happened. Make, <laughs> and I'm you still feel like, I had zero worry like, that that kid was going to drown. She's a child; they like, don't kill children in movies. They might in this one. This no. one is an emotional roller coaster of a movie. I mean, you really don't know where it's going to go because anything. I mean, I don't know. Like, I hated it, and then I was really invested. But I still don't really like it. But I kind of think other people should watch it. So I'm gonna. And I'm really, like, I'm also kind of angry because, like, he picks movies for your birthday that you don't like. And then he picked this movie for my birthday. And I'm like, why didn't you pick this for Carly's birthday? <laughs> I bet 
Carly that's fucking true. loves this that's movie. <laughs> I really didn't think she would like this movie at all. I really didn't think. I knew either, you were gonna like it. Either of either of would I liked like it, it, but I thought she would like it because every movie, every movie she makes me watch is always this movie that is to me is boring. But then there's like some emotional part in it, and I'm like, okay, well this movie's boring. But there's like these big emotional parts at the end. And, and then all of a sudden you fucking like, that. like it. That's what I thought you would like. But I'm but giving it a yay. <laughs> no, no, but I am though. Because I don't want, I, I just, you should watch it. Well, maybe. You should, you should, you should watch it. Give I'm, this one a shot. It it's weird. Brother. It's very weird. And I know what you like. I told Tony, he was like, do you think Elaine's going to like it? I said, I think she's either going to think it was boring and hate it, or she's going to get all caught up and she's going to love it. <laughs> I want to say love. Love is too strong a word here. But I was very interested. And I got to say, if it had actually been real giants, I would have loved this fucking movie. <laughs> Even, but like, if she had been both crazy and there were, were real giants. I thought that, but too, when I watched would, it. I would have loved it. But, I, no, it was good. It, there's something here. This is a movie, and people should watch there, it. I give it a yay. It's a movie. Holy <laughs> shit. I thought it was a miniseries. It's not. It's weird. <laughs> it's very strange. It's, it's a, Anyway, Tony, any, any closing thoughts on your... Uh, well, he has to give his closing thoughts. Oh. <laughs> it's um, not a rich cracker of a movie, but it's there's something here. There's some extra right. spicy Parmesan on right. this Triscuit. Uh, my favorite character was Barbara. Mm-hmm. Everybody can piss off. No, I, <laughs> I did not hate Barbara's character. I just like Sophia's character. No, my one. least favorite character is Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene was all of the Titan fight at the end. Um, my favorite line... Was I like when I like when she does the description of the giants because it's just so ridiculous. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool that she made all this bullshit up. That no, it's cool. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is this. I called it a telescope, but a lot of other people said it's a spyglass. I don't know. It's a little yeah. kaleidoscope type thing that she looks through, and uh, like a pirate captain would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yay the movie. So, it. It's definitely not for everybody. And and all that, it's but uh, I really liked it. I thought it was so no maybes. An interesting, a an interesting. Lot of no. <laughs> well, Carly. Hey, please find us on facebookcom slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com and or and we love to hear from you. Give us a listen. Share us with your friends. Is this the theme song? Yeah. <laughs> the giant killing theme? This is not music I would kill a giant to. No, this no. is just This is emotional problem. This is emotional problems music. <laughs> well, this episode wraps up Elaine's birthday month. So Aww. next month we jump to... It's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners, there is no break. We're back to back. <laughs> <laughs> she gets July, I get August. Um, so it's my birthday month, and... And Next week, on the podcast. <laughs> you said that real weird. It's Carly's <laughs> pick for John's birthday, and I'm letting John pick one of the Expendables movies. I told you right. Did you? I did. I said you this. said the saga, and I, I said no. no. <laughs> In the middle of our podcast, I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was talking to Carly. Oh, you did. And I put up the first I, the one I finger. I, yeah, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. He, he she did. thought she thought much like that first reviewer Tony had read. You were rating this a one out of ten. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, my brain is blue. No, actually, so we'll do the first Expendables. We're going to do the first Expendables. I love all of them, so I... Yeah, it's <laughs> I would really, I would like to do two, 
but that's the only one that's not underappreciated. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't. The third one is kind of. Eh. I have to say that first review you read, the bad one. That's how I felt about this movie for the first forty fucking five minutes, and it ain't that long a movie. And then there was a turn, and I was into it. So I will. John's like, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "No." No, We we paused the movie at forty five minutes for something. I think it was like to get ice cream or whatever. Yeah. And and Elaine goes, "Oh fuck, we're only forty five minutes into this thing." And then and then then it it took the turn, and she was. So if we didn't take that break for ice cream, maybe she would have made it. Maybe she just needed to get some ice cream in. Maybe (laughs) ice cream makes everything better. Yeah, evidently. It was raspberry sorbet, everyone. That sounds good. Well, we're done with this, so. I can't wait to see what everybody picks. I can't picks believe from. we talked about that movie in less than an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Whenever Tony does one, he's, he's like, he cuts so much fat out. John, no one ever stops him. If I cut something out, you jump on it and say, you John, didn't mention this. That's because you're not critical of Tony's crap. Even though you hated this movie, you didn't want to talk about anything. <laughs> if Elaine picks a movie you don't like, you nitpick it to death. And we're super mean to Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, but it's because you just sit there. <laughs> oh, it's my it's fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. It is. Oh, it's my fault. It's my so fault. No, that's my fault. The end of this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>